Welcome to the Bull Rush. This is Scott Fish. I'm here with uh, Ty Miller and Frank. Uh, how are you guys doing today? What Great. to do, baby boo? What's go- <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What to do, baby do? <laughs> baby boo? This is what happens when we don't let Ty do the intro. <laughs> it's like Louis Primer over here or something. See, I, I, get the, the I get the snarky spot here now, Scott. <laughs> Oh, we should do this more often. Have Frank intro next week just to see what your reaction will be. Oh, that'll All be right. great. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, let, let's get it started here. I'm going to talk about the Listener League again. Uh, I think we got, uh, we're sitting on like 14 or 15 people. We're probably going to make it a pretty decent-sized league or uh, maybe a double league. Uh, we're doing it in conjunction with the Fantasy Football Comedy Hour. Uh, nice. There's going to be prizes. We're going to give away some DLF subs, some fancy football comedy hour shirts. I think we're going to give away a shirt of your band, possibly, Ty. Is that a thing? Yes, sir. And uh, once again, uh, the winner, I think we're going to have them replace a co-host on one of the shows <laughs> for uh, for eternity. So eternity. That, that might happen. That's a long time. Eternity is like, like almost forever. <laughs> it's almost forever <laughs> longer than this show will go on that's for sure uh, but uh, tonight we're talking Dynasty Cells um, I uh, did not pick any before the show but I'm, I'll am i figure out something while we're going <laughs> I do like to sell players so uh, we're going to start it, I think we'll start it off with you Frank uh, nice. who do you got as your first Dynasty Cell? All right, my first dynasty cell. I want to preface this by saying I am not happy with this. I'm upset with myself for saying this, but <laughs> I'm going to say AJ Green. Yes, mm. I know, I know. This is a monster, right? He is a stud. This guy is AJ Green is just what you want in a wide receiver. I'm also going to say if you're rebuilding. <laughs> Okay, if you're a middling team and you're rebuilding, this is the time to sell AJ Green because he will. I think he's going to lose value as he as he's as his season or his career goes on. We have to admit it, guys. I know we hate this. I know I hate this, but there's an age movement going on in this in the dynasty world. What? No. No, there can't be this age movement, but there is. There's an age movement going on. And the older he gets, the less valuable he gets. People do not want to even see how many catches he gets, what his what his stats are. It's just that they see that one age, he's 27 going on 28. He'll be 28, I think, at the beginning of the season. And he's going to lose value. Last year, Calvin Johnson had 1,214 yards and nine touchdowns. And I couldn't get shit for yeah. I couldn't get anything for Calvin Johnson. And now Calvin Johnson got himself a duplex in Sun City, Arizona. (laughs) Right, but nobody thought he was going to retire. And that was just a year and a half ago. And that was a year and a half ago, right. And he was still a a top 10 or top 12 wide receiver. So I think now is the time to sell out A.J. Green if you're a middling team. If you're a contender, go out and get him because he's just – if you go through his stats year from 2011 to 2015, he's – I mean, look it up yourself. He's a monster. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to start talking now because Ty is still in timeout after that opening. So, <laughs> um, I, I, I've been I've been saying the same thing about AJ Green all all off season. 
uh, which has been what uh, two months, <laughs> month. <laughs> long time, all off season. Um, I think AJ Green is in for the best year of his career. I, I really, I really think that he he could have the best year if he stays healthy. I think he's just going to have a billion targets. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but after that, his value is going to just completely it's, plummet. Exactly. Yes. I wrote in a magazine. I was telling Ty this earlier today. I wrote in a magazine last year that uh, about the same exact time last year that now was the time to sell Jamal Charles and LaShawn McCoy for the same reason. McCoy, tons of mileage, but Charles, because that age, look how people look at him now. I know he's coming off injury, but Mm -hmm. they look at him like he's almost dead. So A.J. Green is going to have the same thing next year when he's 28 going on to 29. (laughs) If you can find a contender that really wants him for this a huge run this year, man, you could get some real value for him still. You, you really, I, I actually went on Twitter and I looked up the, the Dynasty Trades, you know, hashtag Dy- Dynasty Trades and AJ Green, and I saw a couple of them that were, I mean, I would jump all wow, over. Wow, look at the prep he puts into this. Look at this, huh? Can you believe that? <laughs> I, was, I was taking a dump and I put hashtag Dynasty Trades, <laughs> AJ Green. And one of them just jumped out. Moncrief, the 107, and Tyrod Taylor for A.J. Green. Now, if you're a rebuilding team, I'd jump all over that. I would, oh, my God, A.J. Do I even have to be rebuilding to want to take that trade? (laughs) See, if I'm a contender, I think I want A.J. Green. Oh, I know. I'm just saying that's a good trade. That's a good value for A.J. Green no matter what he's Uh, like. You're right, yeah. Well, see, I'm wondering if now is the time to sell him or – you know, typically, what as we like to talk about, like right now, the draft picks are hot. Uh, once the season gets rolling, the veterans are hot. You know, like I'm wondering, if, I'm wondering if somebody should wait till week three or four, week three or four. Hopefully, no injury happens, and then sell them off to somebody who looks like they're going to dominate that year. I mean, I'm, Oof, I'm wondering if that I'm wondering that if smart. The, right. people are do seem less likely to trade in dynasty leagues in season. I found though, for some reason, it seems like. The hottest time to trade is is you know right now leading up to the rookie draft, and then it seems like there's it, doesn't it just feel like there's a slight dead period? Right. I totally agree with Ty yeah. on, on that timing being great for AJ Green. Oh, well, there's, cer- there's certainly more teams posturing right now. I think yeah. that's the big thing. Yeah. Like there's a lot more trades going going around, but like you have the the teams that are probably at the top of the league. They may not be making so many moves right now. Whereas right. once yeah, the league gets going, those would be the guys that are going to just pay up, pay up yeah. for AJ Green types, yeah. you know? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the most deals happen before the rookie trade, and then right before the trade, the trade deadline, where people are, you know, tanking. I don't want to say tanking, but like, yeah. all right, I'm not gonna, I'm not going anywhere right now. So I'm gonna try to get whatever I can for these middling or these aging. I should have got rid of Megatron last year. I wish I, I should have got rid of Megatron last year. I would have got anything for him, but I wasn't getting anything for him. But what are you going to do? I traded exactly. Sammy Watkins last year for AJ Green, or for uh, Calvin in a team that was contending. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then this offseason, I traded the same guy and got Sammy Watkins back. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pay a pretty penny for it, though. Martavis yeah. Bryant. Well, and, I traded Sammy uh, Watkins for Jamal Charles and Le'Veon Bell in a in a um, I'm a total contender, a hundred percent contender, or else I would have never gave up Watkins for that. Right. But I mean, how, how can I turn that down? It's the God, right? It's the President. Ty's <laughs> like Charles Suprez, man. Charles Suprez. <laughs> All right, Ty. Uh, who do you got? Who's your dynasty cell, bud? Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and set my Twitter account on fire here. Um, 
I shouldn't even say it. But uh, a guy with an apostrophe in his name, Le'Veon Bell. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. But a lot of reasoning behind this kind of goes along with what Scott said about Jamal Charles. What the way he wrote about it last year was when a when a player is at his peak, depending on your your roster and your chances of taking a title, that's that's what's going to decide it for me. And if if Le'Veon Bell He's uh, what? He's 24 years old, I think. Now he just turned 24. Um, coming back from a torn MCL and PCL, uh, which that happened on November 1st. I mean, he just started running again on March 1st. And uh, the way it sounds like a PCL injury is a little bit trickier than an ACL tear. And according to a report I saw in Roto World, they can cause more setbacks. They're they're a little bit more unpredictable. So, and I'm not saying like this is it's going to derail his career. I'm just saying. With this injury that happened, not only did that happen, um, he also had a suspension for drug use in 2015. His value is holding way high still. I mean, he's can still consider the top two dynasty running back along with Gurley right now. And I don't disagree with that, but I, I think there's a reason to shop him around. I guess my main thing here is, that my suggestion would be, is to at least make sure your league mates know that he can be had Okay. If you're willing, if they're willing to pay the price, because typically when you see an owner that has Le'Veon Bell in the roster, you're just going to assume that that player is untouchable. It's like somebody has Odell Beckham Jr. right now. Like it's just like, yeah, I'm going to have to give up too much to get them, so they don't even try. Right. Um, but but With, you know, they want to put them on the menu at least. I I was thinking about this as you were talking about Le'Veon Bell, and as I was thinking about that article from that from last year. Mm-hmm. Would you? I know you have Le'Veon Bell there. Would you also consider it with uh, Odell Beckham Jr.? Because his his price tag cannot go up from this point. Right. I mean, it, I, I suppose it could yeah. stay similar. But, and I suppose you're looking at him like you have three, four, five, six years of studness. Right. But man, the haul you can get for an Odell Beckham Jr. or even a Le'Veon Bell right now it just must be insane. Yeah, well, I, mean, I mean, doesn't doesn't ahead, I'm sorry, Ty. Doesn't no, everything come down to what you will get for Odell Beckham Jr.? Like, if somebody's going to blow you out of the water for Odell Beckham Jr., because first of all, you're going to have to overpay for him, right? Because right. because the age, production, everything, his hype, everything. I mean, he yeah. is the top asset in Dynasty right now. So you're definitely going to have to overpay for him. So it all depends on what what you're getting uh, offered to you. Anybody. Anybody is up for sale. Anybody. There's no untouchable player. Yeah, make sure everyone knows that every player on your roster is available at the right price. Um, I mean, as much as I like liquidating high-end assets, I also enjoy winning leagues. That's true. (laughs) Having the the most first-round picks isn't winning your league. No, uh, I want the the sexiest roster. I like to roster bait to my roster. Forget about winning leagues, right? Yeah, you look look at all those one-dot-somethings, and and some people, you know, jerk it to that. But, you know, (laughs) (laughs) um, I guess my whole thing here is, the likelihood that you could get three first-round picks, uh, nice picks, or uh, a stud-wide receiver and a high pick. Um, it, it really depends on your team. And if I'm a contender, like uh, a guaranteed playoff team here, which I, I hate to say guaranteed, but you can look at a roster and have a pretty good idea, I probably wouldn't sell him off. But you got you got to at least kind of tinker with the idea of, 
man, you could really get a whole lot for it. And uh, I mean, what happens if he if he does get busted with weed again or something? And I don't want to like start doing all these hypotheticals, but this is what you kind of that's what people do maybe mm-hmm. subconsciously when you're looking at your player. Like, mm-hmm. look at Jamal Charles. Like, man, he's getting older. He's a stud, but man, what if he gets injured? Or what about Spencer Ware there? Um, you know, I'm I'm just kind of looking at the hypotheticals with Le'Veon Bell. Um, they haven't come to him with an, as far as right now. They have not come to him with a contract extension. There's been no news about that. He's entering his his contract year, 2016. He'll be a, a unrestricted free agent, 2017. He's got the the major injury, and I know he's young, but do you right. do you really I think mean, in two years? How do you view? Do you think he'll still be at the at the top two or three running backs, especially like where everybody's ooing and on over the 2017 running back class coming in? Well, how's that going to affect Le'Veon Bell? Well. I think Chubb could jump in there. I I suppose Cook and Fournette have have potential to be like top five NFL fantasy backs. But um, I you know every few years you think the same thing about when Doug Martin gets to the top mm-hmm. and when Adrian Peterson or Jamal Charles and the, you know these guys send, seem seem to just have a little small three to five, three four five year run in the top five six seven. So. Bell's had one year there. This is his second year there because his first year he wasn't there. Um, right. I, I, I don't know that top two or three, but I could see him being top five, six, seven for the next few years. Um, no. But beyond that, you're right. I don't know about Pittsburgh re-signing him. Uh, what if he suffers another setback? That's really going to be bad for them re-signing him. Uh, th- those are good points, man, really good points. So now that we've uh, completely torched everything, we should just title this, like, Sell All Your Good Players. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Scott, who do you have? (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm going to – let's go with another contract year player here. I'm going to go with Eddie Lacy. And I know you don't think Eddie Lacy has – he doesn't have the value he had last year. Maybe last year was the time to sell him. But uh, and I'm not saying maybe not sell him right right now, but I don't know that with the re-signing of James Starks, I don't know that Green Bay is going to go after a back super early in the draft. I don't think John Crockett is a huge threat, but uh, I, I I think right now with Lacey entering the contract year and the P90X and the getting in shape and uh, uh, I think it's just going to build up positive positive talk about him all off season and they're going to think Green Bay offense is going to get back on track. Lacey's going to roll. I think later this off season I'd be selling Eddie Lacey for for something, because I don't know he, that he's going to stay in shape past that contract year. <laughs> and I don't even know if they're going to re-sign him yeah. uh, after that, uh, given the problems they've had with his uh, weight and the, the sharing the backfield. I don't, yeah, we don't know where he's going to be. I, I'd probably try to sell him off right about uh, right end of the end of the off season or something. Right. I was good. I mean, you'd have to kind of like see a preseason game of his or like <laughs> a game of his just so you know that wait a second. All right, he's not fat. He's not pork chop lacy anymore. He yeah. you know, he looks like the P90X lacy. He runs uh, more than 20 yards, you know, and on a, hopefully he breaks off a run longer than 20 yards and then you can just sell then. Like hopefully his value will, will grow, you know, preseason and, during the preseason. And the thing is you don't have to sell him off for something cheap. 
Uh, you can no. sell him off in a package for something really good, right. where the person is like, 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 say you're trading for David Johnson, and you throw Lacey in something else. They're like, oh, I'm getting back pretty much a stud running back too, and I'm, you know, also, I mean, I'm mm -hmm. getting back a stud running back and this extra piece. Okay, maybe I'll do it. Uh, that's actually what I did with Lacey this off this early off early off season. I uh, traded him and another piece for David Johnson. So hopefully that none hopefully none of you guys have David Johnson as a sell coming up. So who wants oh, yeah. to go next? That'd be that'd be terrible. <laughs> go ahead, Frank. Oh, I'm up. I'm up. All right. Well, well you know what? You know what? Let, no. Let, no, let's we're just going to tie. Let's go, let's go a tie. Yeah, let's just do this because uh, Scott. I feel like Scott just insulted my mother, right? <laughs> no, I think no. He did, no, I think absolutely. Oh, that's dangerous. No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. So, all right, so David Johnson here. David Johnson. Yes, people, he's saying trade David Johnson away. And the sole reason before he even gets a word at Edgewise is because Chris Johnson. Damn that's it. The sole reason. Damn it. You just B-rabbited me. <laughs> Took away all my ammo. No. All right, so my main issue with David Johnson is that he is the RB3 in March ADP on Dynasty League football, the yep. mock drafts they've been doing. He's the running back three behind Gurley and Bell. Okay, So he's been there for a few months in a row, which to me is a little crazy. I mean, yeah, I, I see what's to like, but I also think people are jumping the gun on this kid. <laughs> Shiny uh, toy. Yeah, he wasn't very good when he, when he had to run between the tackles last year. And honestly, when, when I was watching the way Arizona was using their running backs in 2015 – Really, what jumped out to me, as you mentioned, was Chris Johnson. They seemed to be misusing him when I was watching it. I'm, I'm just like, yeah, they keep they kept running him right up the gut, where he was never very good, and they mm -hmm. did it every game constantly. And then they'd bring in David Johnson to run a sweep outside, and he'd score a touchdown or for a goal line carry, and he'd get a touchdown. And at the time, I was really frustrated, and I'm like, <laughs> what the hell are they doing? Like they got the roles reversed here. But now I think about it, and once Chris Johnson went down and David Johnson took full control, he wasn't very good on the interior at all. And I'm wondering if the coaching staff saw this early on, and that's why Chris Johnson was essentially getting thrown to the wolves by running him right behind the guards. So I don't know. Did you guys see this also? I know he's a really good receiving back, uh, and that's going to always prop him up. Like he's always going to have a little bit of value there just because of that. But like whenever he's running you know, right up the A-gap, it seemed like he was getting stuffed. He looked lethargic. He didn't look very twitchy, as people say. You know, like he didn't look right. like he was very quick. Uh, did you guys see this at all or no? Well, th that was one of the big knocks on him coming in is that uh, he wasn't made. To, he's not even though he's got that that size that he probably could be. He doesn't yeah. use it. He doesn't drive with it. He doesn't drive with power. Um, and a lot of people knocked him uh, before the season, claiming he won't be a goal linebacker. That's not. You know that's not where he wins, you know, to use a wide receiver term. <laughs> right, right. Backs, but that's that's not his game. His game is uh, explosive, pass catching, uh, uh, in space, etc. Yeah. Returns. Yeah, and I mean another thing, I it was like he's going to be 25 this year, and you guys know I'm not an ageist. I mean, I, I still love Jamal right. Charles. I don't think any. <laughs> Any of us are ageists, really. No, like if it's a good player, I'll I'll use them. It, it just right. depends. Like if you're pro you're if you're paying for them or purchasing them, then it then the age kind of can come into it. it. But, but it's interesting. He is three years older than Todd Gurley and only one month younger than Gio Bernard. 
the reason I bring this up is he has to be the guy right now because he'll be 28 years old before he becomes a free agent. Assuming, you know, of course, I know anything can happen between now and 2019, but he's already, by his age, technically in his prime years, and it's only his sophomore season. And, right. you know, I think yeah, he's, he's a good like runner. He's like four and a half years older than Ezekiel Elliott, who's currently the running back four in Dynasty ADP. Yeah, right. I saw that. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy, just, dude. He's gonna. I swear to yeah, Jesus, I yeah. guarantee you, he's gonna jump up to like running back two. I guarantee you. Zeke, you mean? Zeke. It's gonna be yeah. Gurley Zeke until next year. Then it's gonna be Gurley Chubb Zeke Bell David mm. Johnson. That's yeah, it's gonna be. I if think Chubb, David Johnson Chubb is comes be back right to there. full health. I I actually kind of like Chubb more than Gurley. Ooh, <laughs> wow! Even after the injury, huh? That no, I said if he comes back. Oh, to if he full comes back. Health. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. so so back to David Johnson, just to to wrap it up with this kid. <laughs> I think he's a good running back, but mainly in PPR leagues, like I was saying, like he's gonna have that floor that's kind of nice. But I don't see him living up to the price tag people are putting on his head right now, and yeah. especially in an offense that has the possibility to regress a little bit. And like Scott mentioned, they re-signed Chris Johnson a couple weeks ago. And CJ has predominantly stayed healthy throughout his career. So banking on him to break his leg again seems a little bit unrealistic. And I don't feel we saw anything that guaranteed David Johnson as the bell cow. So much like Le'Veon Bell, I suggest shopping around and seeing if you can find an owner that will pay the, the going rate of where he's at right now, which is the RB3 in Dynasty. Right. Well, I'm trying to get rid of David Johnson as well. In, yeah. in, a, in another league, and I'm hoping that the other owner uh, accepts my trade because <laughs> I, um, he's not, I, like you said, he's not going to go down in value. He's just, he's a running back three. And now Zeke is going to come out, he's a running back four. And then next year, there's going to be Fournette, Chubbs, and Cooks, right? right? Or Cook. And David Johnson, if he does not continue to produce the way he did last year, and which was crazy. I mean, what? What? He, he killed me in my freaking playoff game. Killed me, <laughs> that son of a bitch. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I hate David Johnson, but he's a good player. <laughs> I, <can't, laughs> I hate him as a man. I hate you, David Johnson. No, no. Wow. You know. Frank's um, getting violent. Because of course he's gonna listen to this. So apologies, David Johnson. Um. But yeah, I would totally get rid of him. For <laughs> the right price. So so far. We want to get rid of AJ all good players, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, and not only do we want to get rid of David Johnson, we hate David Johnson. I hate David Johnson. <laughs> Personally, I hate David Johnson because he ruined my my championship. But um, think I about, hope, think I, about I our hope our seven listeners are not listening to this podcast. I know. I know. Well, wait, wait till they get a load of my next one. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. Here we go. Uh, is, so, it, is it Lamar Miller or Carlos Williams? Which Who's your next one? Um, <laughs> no, neither. Uh, it is so since we went through our list, right, it was um, Todd Gurley was one. Le'Veon Bell was the second Was the second running back. David mm-hmm. Johnson's the third running back. So I'm saying <laughs> the trade. Wow. The one oh one, which happens yeah. to be Zeke Elliott. There it is. There it is. There it is. Boom. Wow. Get rid of so, Zeke. Get, get rid, rid of Zeke. Get rid of him. Sell yeah. all your good players. Honestly, though, <laughs> I, I was looking at this earlier today. He's 20, but guess what, guys? He's going to be 21 later this summer. <laughs> Old. <laughs> the only thing I'm saying is, as of right now, we have no idea where he's going to land, right? 
we have no clue where he's going to land. Who knows who's going to who's going to draft him? People saying Philadelphia Giants. That would be fantastic for the as a Giants homer that I am. But um, you can get anything right now for that one on one. You can people. I saw recently. I saw the one on one for one hundred three, one hundred five, Langford, and Ware and Spencer Ware. I saw that now, too. You saw that, right? And it is a best ball league. That's so crazy. It's it's crazy. Some people crazy. Some people say craziness is brilliance. Whatever the hell you want to say that. Whatever that saying goes. <laughs> Ty, what is going on here? Was that more no research idea. out of Frank? It is, right? What is Frank the one who does the research? I was taking I feel like when, that was on Twitter. I'm hashtagging like all call, over the place. You need to call him Franklin from now on. I feel like <laughs> like it just it fits better. I right? should get my monocle out, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, there was other trades that the the one on one has so much value right now, and you can get a tangible, legitimate starter. You can get AJ Green for the one on one right now, and if you're a contender. Personally, I'd rather have AJ Green than Zeke Elliott. We don't know what the hell. Yeah, and I'm a contender, so would I. Sure. Um, but I, man. So would you take the 103, 105, and let's say 110 for the 101? You have Absolutely. the 101, so your team sucks, 103, right? 103, 105, and 110. My team or sucks. 103, 105, and a two, two six. Let's say. Yes. No, nope. you take that. I I take 101. Really? I, I might be, would I might you? be the only one, but I'd still take one on one. But it sounded like wow. Ty wouldn't. No, I, I mean, right now you're looking at like uh, either Treadwell or Doxon at 103, and then right. maybe something like Corey Coleman at 105. Like that. Be, I, mean, I think he's going to go for uh, like go a Dixon or a, or well, Carew, yeah, 107. Yeah, Carew. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of Coleman, Carew, Doxon, Michael Thomas. Henry. Yeah, Doxon probably <laughs> the five. Henry right? might be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you'd. There's there's a lot of guys there, but I think I'd still probably take take Zeke at one. Um, <laughs> right. Well, okay. I mean, I, we're not gonna go specific trades. But, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can get yeah. a ton. A boatload. You can get a ton. Yes. You can get a ton. I'm I'm one of those guys that maybe it's just this backaholic nature in me that I have never been able to kick. But I love having a couple stud running backs. Me too. That I just don't have to worry about. I would much rather play. Play crazy town with my wide receivers and matchups and waiver wire and whatever with my wide receivers than I would my running backs. I I, I get pissed off when I look at my running backs and I have to decide between, you know, Chikandrick West and uh... yeah, West and and Christine Michael and players <laughs> like that. I'm just trying to hodgepodge together two running backs. Give just give me Zeke. He's maybe he starts off. Uh, behind yeah. somebody, maybe he doesn't. He probably won't. The team that's going to draft him is drafting him to start him. So yeah. he's going. He and they're going to with that draft capital, first round draft capital. They're going to give him every opportunity for a year or two. So yeah, right. I mean, like I said, it's just depending on team. It depends on what your team is, how oh, your team structured. You know, I understand. I just, I just uh, playing a little devil's advocate or pushing no, it's back or perfect. whatever. <laughs> it's perfect. It's, it's probably the only one uh, so far that uh, I've been like, man, I could not do it. The I, I could trade Le'Veon Bell if I if I could get a decent haul. I could trade David Johnson if I can get a, a haul. I I've been promoting trading AJ Green even though I think this yeah. is gonna be a great year. But Zeke, I just can't I can't get there where I want to trade him. <laughs> yes, yeah, so in, in this sorry, Ty. In this um 
2017. Let's say I could tell you, all right, Zeke Elliott, and I'm going to give you the 102 next year and the 104 next year. Yep, I'm doing it. You're doing that. You, you got me there. You got me there. Okay. I'll, because you'll I'll, get Fournette at 102 or Cook. Yeah, well, well sure. you're going to you're going to get I mean Juju Smith, you got uh, Fournette, you got Chubb, you got Dalvin Cook, you got there I could go on for minutes on the st- the studs that are you could get Nick Whalen's Corey Davis if he I like <laughs> he Corey could, Davis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so do I. I do. I really do. But I'm just saying that there are so many guys next year, and you're giving me two of the top four. Oof, right. baby. Yeah, okay. I, I, I probably would do that. All right, that's how good the, the 2017 draft is compared to this year, or yeah. compared to Zeke. Yeah, I, I, I made this statement before. I don't know if I made it on the air, but I, part of me wonders if some of these underclassmen are going to look at this class. You know, the, the, it's going to hit... You know, January fifteenth or fourteenth, they're gonna have a day or two left to declare, and they're gonna be like, "Man, I'm gonna go in the third round because this class <laughs> is so deep." And then they stay another year in college. Yeah. I wonder if that's gonna happen for a few of those guys in this super deep class next year. Very well, could. Uh, should should I should I pop out one more here? Man, I got I got I got a few listed that I thought were just look like they're too valuable. I mean, Perriman seems to be going for... I'm just going to list a, a few off, and we can just... Go know. for it. Yeah. Uh, Brashad Perriman is is a t- top-of-the-fifth-round startup guy, hasn't played a snap, and seems to be made of glass. And, <laughs> and when he's not made of... Uh, well, maybe he's not made of glass, but let me tell you, it takes those re- those repair guys are standing on the side of the road. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with his ability to heal, but it is not good. Then there's Demarius Thomas. Um, I don't I don't know how much to love him with Sanchez, and he's uh, 28 going on 29, I believe. I can't um, get shit so, for him, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I don't know what you can get for him, but. Uh, in startup drafts, he's going 17th overall, mm, which is wow. crazy town to me. So I, it's not that I hate Demarius Thomas. It's that if I can get any of the players that are going around him in a straight-up deal, I'm probably doing it. You know, if you look at yeah. that dynasty ADP, that 17th overall, the, the guys going around him, I could check real quick. Wait, but, Devontae Parker's going 23rd. Jarvis Landry, Randall Cobb. Alshon Jeffrey. No, no, Alshon Jeffrey's 14th. I'm sorry. David Johnson. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's close. Jeffrey, yeah, close. Right. Green, Cooks. Jordy Nutt, Kevin Johnson. White. Yeah, I would probably trade Demarius Thomas straight up for most of the names we've just listed. Yeah. Uh, I, I like yeah. Demarius Thomas, but too, yeah. also every name we, we just listed is at least four years younger than him, too. Every Ezekiel Elliott and Laquan Treadwell is going 24 and 25. Sorry. So I think I'd rather have both of them. Oh the God, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there's that one, and then there's uh, Jordan Matthews. Uh, I maybe I I, I kind I liked Jordan Matthews. I never loved loved Jordan Matthews, but I liked him. But three oh three is really high where he's going, and I don't know what to think of what this Eagles offense is going to be. I don't know what his role is going to be. I don't know if they're going to grab another receiver. I don't. Uh, I don't know if I want to be trusting Sam Bradford uh, ever. They don't need to resign. They don't need to sign a new wide receiver. They just got Reuben Randall. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. did they? I forgot about that. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. 
He's on you Philadelphia? Boom! No, I said that as a joke, and y'all took it seriously. Oh. At, you son of a bitch. At DLF, at DLF uh, and this, this partly played off as something Ty said, um, but at DLF we do instant reaction pieces, and uh, in one of the Voxer chats, uh, the chats we have uh, among the team, I put uh, the instant reaction piece to that should be, uh, uh, I can't believe it, I think it was... Uh, Ruben Mendel, uh, you know, like Mendel, Mendel, signs with the Eagles for the summer. <laughs> <laughs> for a 10-day contract. They hand him the 10-day contract. <laughs> See, we're laughing now, but watch him be the number one wide receiver in Philly. <laughs> that, that's exactly the problem with JMAT being so high. Is yeah. do, You do, don't know. Does anyone know who's going to be the number one wide receiver there? Is well, it, Al- is alcohol, I mean, alcohol is, <laughs> um, is getting a lot of love or getting some love uh, on the Twitterverse uh, recently or lately. This is about the time of the year where everybody, I mean, they, people go through depth charts and like, oh, yeah. you know. I'm going to pick this one out because he's the wide receiver three and whoever, whoever it is. And you can write a, a fluff piece about anybody. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not saying I liked al- al- alcohol. Uh, Aguilar. I like him. I'm just uh, – you guys can't see this at home or wherever you're listening. I don't know. Maybe you're on a train. Maybe you're on – maybe you're skydiving. I don't know what you're doing, but you can't see – Frank's reactions, and I'm sitting here picturing like Evan Silva and Matt Williamson. Wide receiver three, looking at the Arlat step charts. Let's write an article about him. I'm Italian. I'm very animated. My hands like speak for themselves. Okay. Is that after you after you have a, a good pasta gravy? God uh, you, I'm uh, flipping this, this damn desk over. <laughs> it's sus. I did not know that was a thing. I did not know that it, was a thing. Pasta it's gravy? Such a thing, it drives me nuts. <laughs> Who it, says that? There are some people, some Italian Americans, I'm going to call them Italian Americans, because no, I'm sorry, I'm going to be real bougie right now. You, real, you, don't, you don't need to be. You know what? I believe the PC term is mobsters. (laughs) (laughs) My mother, my mother and my father instilled this in me. They said if somebody calls pasta sauce gravy, smack them. Smack them in the head. No, you don't. it's, It's sauce. Go into a supermarket and look for pasta gravy. No, it doesn't. It's it's <laughs> goddamn it. It's sauce. All right. It sounds it sounds disgusting. It's, it's pasta gravy. Gravy's brown. It comes from turkey. It comes from pork. It comes from beef. Whatever. It's brown. It comes from a meat. And then it's white. Say, well, white as soon brown. as as soon as you put some brajol in the sauce, it becomes a gravy. No, no, no. You can put as many meatballs and brajol <laughs> in that sauce. It's still sauce. It's got so now, that it's it's, bolognese, it's bolognese gravy. Is that is that what no it's bolognese sauce it's sauce damn it's, it's I'm, sauce. I'm not even sure about bolognese it's the meat it's the ground meat this, this is one of the best rants I've ever sauce. heard in my life <laughs> somebody is gets so pissed off about pasta gravy yeah pasta gravy uh, yeah you know I've I've never I I love pasta sauce but uh, pasta gravy I don't think I've ever heard that before in my life it's a, but it's, uh, it does it does bring thing. up an interesting question. Uh, brown gravy 
Have I ever eaten that? Ooh. What do you guys think? Uh, you and Segway master right there. <laughs> All right, let's let's hold up here because we're gonna play we're gonna play a game that has nothing to do with football, and uh, you can play at home. I won't be able to hear your answers, but you can play at home yeah. or skydiving. Scott doesn't care about your answers either. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> all all three of you, I yeah, I don't really care about your answers. <laughs> but uh, even my mother, you don't care about my mom's answers. <laughs> oh man, that's terrible. Uh, uh, <laughs> Scott don't know how to answer. I don't know. <laughs> Scott on tilt. <laughs> Your dad and her get uh, freaky with food, pour some pasta gravy on it. Oh, yeah. oh, God. Oh. Dad, go get the gravy. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're gonna play. We're gonna play a game called Has Scott Eaten That? Because <laughs> I'm. Uh, I there are a lot of things that I have never eaten. Um, <laughs> and people make fun of me for it a lot. Uh, th- for these things, now we're not gonna count if I've had one bite of something and or or had it in my mouth and tasted it for a second and spit it out. Uh, we're talking I've actually eaten the product. I've you know like uh, digested it. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, ate ate more than just one little nibbly taste of um, gravy. Have I ever eaten gravy? Have I eaten that, guys? Brown gravy. That yes, is. brown gravy. Brown gravy. Okay. Uh, my vote is yes. Yes. I uh, have had brown gravy once. Do not like it. It tastes like crap. Uh, it's it's garbage. It's sewage. Uh, I will not eat it again, but I have had it once. Brown okay. gravy. That's me. One. Yep. Got it. I think everybody knows that I've never had a pickle, ever. Cause Horrible. I've had the taste in my mouth. I hate when you get like French fries and that flavor is on there, and you're like, ugh. Or you bite into a burger and they leave it on. No, I've never, oh. I've never oh, swallowed a pickle. I've never. <laughs> I, I will not. I will not put a. I will not put a pickle in my mouth knowingly. <laughs> no. <laughs> This episode is not going well for me. Oh, this is oh, going great. Perfect. Okay. This is a great episode. Okay. <laughs> Has Scott eaten that? A salad. Of course. You have to have. Have to have. Nope. Salad, yes. I've you never had a salad in my entire life. This is not... I, I thought I was the only one on the planet... Thought I was the only one on the planet until Al Michaels said that on the Bill Simmons podcast just a few weeks ago that he's never had a salad. Wait, wait, wait. Like lettuce, like romaine lettuce, tomato, yes. nope. cucumber, nope. a little bit of... of this uh, is not happening in my world. Well, balsamic wow. vinaigrette. Nothing. All of this stuff does not just, sound Just good ranch. Ranch and shredded cheese on top? No, I, I will... Can I put what the shredded cheese on Can I put the shredded cheese on the side and eat the side? <laughs> <laughs> If if that counts as a salad, then I could eat that. Oh man, that's insane! Is I there any particular it. reason why? Like, is there a specific reason why you decide? Is it like the texture, or you tried it and just like this is bland as just healthy? I have had the texture of lettuce in my mouth and spit it out. I can't take it. Um, wow. And most salads I see look like they have lettuce, see leafy greenies. Every, that's <laughs> I think that's the key to a salad. Yeah. <laughs> so lettuce. So I can. So I'm not going to even ask you lettuce because I'm guessing you'll understand the answer to that one. Yeah. Yep. 
Okay. Th- get this every is... vegetable off the off that list, by the way. <laughs> no How many do you want to do? A few more? Two, three more? Yeah. I got one. Okay. I got one. I'm going to say one. Ty, do you think that Scott has eaten uh, clam chowder, Manhattan or New England? Clam chowder. Mm-hmm. The dude hasn't had a salad. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> no, no, no clam chowder. No. You say no? I think yes. See, I'm going to say yes. Scott? Nope. <laughs> Never oh, yeah. You went way too far out there. <laughs> in, That's in why fact, I'm like, if he didn't eat a salad, then I think like he's got like a weird like, in salad. Fact, here's, here's, <laughs> here's, here's going to confuse you even more. Um, clam chowder almost, I, I feel, almost goes in the soup category. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's it a style. Yeah. And I have not had a, had soup since I was a little kid because my mom gave me soup every time I was sick. So then as I got older, I associated, my yeah. body associated it with being sick. So now I don't feel, like, I started to just not feel well every time I ate soup. So now I don't, yeah. I've, I haven't had soup Man. since I was a little kid. Oh, my God. It's all in your head. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Okay, okay. Speaking of far out there, let, I'm going to pick a very far out there food um, on the list. And this uh, could be yes or could be no. I could be trying to trick you here. <laughs> squid. Have I ever eaten squid? I'm going to say no. I, if you haven't had uh, clam chowder, then I'm going to say no to squid. See, I feel like this is so far out there. It's got to be real. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know what uh, you're saying. Yeah. yeah, you did it. You ate it. You oh, I've squid. definitely eaten squid. Several yeah. times. <laughs> I haven't had squid since uh, probably my mid-teenage years, but uh, several times. <laughs> oh, you don't like calamari, man? I I have had calamari, which probably ruins a future episode already, but <laughs> um, <laughs> well, of, the squid, game, so. of this new game <laughs> that will sweep the nation. But I have had calamari uh, twice. And I did not like it either time. It's like mushy and soft and string. I just oh, you've had bad. Calamari. I wish they could take the fried breading off of the calamari they and leave do. the calamari, and, and I'll just eat they the do. fried breading. They do. That's a seafood salad. Yes, I love the seafood salad. No, see, I, I probably like wouldn't mommy's. try it because it's got that salad word, and I'd be like, I don't. <laughs> no, but it's got no lettuce in it. It's no lettuce. It's just. Do you eat the leg part? Did you eat the leg part? Because my wife won't even touch. Like if those the legs, the tentacles, the tentacles whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. My wife is like, get that away from me. She just eats the rings. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great. Let's let's go with this one. Cheesecake. Have I ever eaten cheesecake? I'm so confused. For Scott in Scott's mind or appetite or palate is like a a portal into like <laughs> the, I don't know what to think anymore. Uh, cheesecake. Yes. You have right. to have had cheesecake, bro. Cheesecake is my favorite dessert. Me too. Yeah, so for your sake, I hope you've had <laughs> cheesecake. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. No. I have, oh. <laughs> I, I have had, and like I prefaced at the beginning, more than a bite. I have had a bite and decided never again. What? Yep. Now, what kind of cheesecake was this? Is this like... Uh, out of the fro- freezer section, or no, no, my we, my wife and I love going to Cheesecake Factory at least once or twice a year, and one of the cheesecakes she got, 
I, I don't remember what it was, and I'm like, no, I do not like that flavor. I'm like, what is that? What is that? That weird flavoring thing too? And she's like, that's cheesecake. And I'm that's like, the cream cheese. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Oh, oh yes, see, that would be it because I do not like cream cheese. But I do have it occasionally. In I'm not going to bring that into it, but I do have it occasionally in certain foods, like uh, uh, right. scrambled eggs with some cream cheese mixed in. Kind of like that stuff. So Say what? Uh, really? What? Is it good? Okay, one. Let's just do one more. Broccoli. Have I ever eaten broccoli? I'm gonna say no. No. Yeah. So the texture of lettuce bothers you. <laughs> Right. The I mean, worst thing you could do is try to rationalize my taste. Yeah, buds. I don't think there is. I mean, you don't no like rationalize. cheesecake. As soon as you told yes. me you don't like cheesecake, I don't even want to talk to you now. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say you have had broccoli. Yes, I have had broccoli. Not only have I had it, but I love it. That's what I'm talking about. It, it might be my favorite vegetable. So, do you like it uh, like cooked, <laughs> or do you like it raw? Or both? Uh, no, I like it cooked. Generally steamed. I, I like when it gets softer. Um, you can throw some cheese on there, but I like it just plain. I'll just oh, eat yeah. that. I'll, I'll eat that shit right up. Yep, do it. <laughs> yep. uh, I'm gonna save that sound drop for later. <laughs> there are a lot of sound drops from this segment to save for later. Oh, definitely. Well, that's a good game, and I think uh, that will be a keeper. That's boggled my mind. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do with myself. Sweep the nation. I'll tell you what we can do now. We can go on to the final little bit here, and that is the Margosian Minute. I want to make a correction. Are you sure it's pronounced that way? (laughs) Yeah, no. I want to make a correction here. I said Mike Margosian. So Mike Margosian is his, his actual pronunciation here. So... We're going to the Margosian Minute. And if you don't remember, if you didn't catch last episode, Mike writes for 4 for 4 football, and he's a best ball ace. So he's going to give us a MFL 10 tip. Thanks, guys. Mike here, brave in the rain, to bring you the Margosian Minute. When looking at the average draft spot for a player, if it's in the first five rounds or so, the ADP would be pretty similar in most drafts. But once you get past round 10, players taken can start to vary a lot. One guy may go in the 12th in one draft and the 15th in another as teams start to draft for need rather than just the players they want. But don't be afraid to reach for you guys later in the drafts, especially when comparing to overall ADP. Good luck, and as always, you can find me at MikeMarFF. All right, thank you to Mike. Uh, hopefully you guys are following him on Twitter, and uh, be sure to check out his work over at 444. Four. Uh, he's been working on a, a best ball tool to help you dominate those uh, MFL 10s. And if you're not a subscriber to 444, you can subscribe to 444 by using uh, the, uh, the tweet that Mike has pinned. That'll uh, maybe give him a little bit of cash back. So that's, uh, that's how you should do that. Take his advice. That guy is an MFL 10 master. Nice. Yes, he is. All right, well, that's going to wrap up the Dynasty Cells and uh, what has Scott eaten uh, episode. <laughs> Great game, Scott. Great right. game. We, we're, we may not do it every week, but we are definitely going to be uh, 
repeating this one. So. <laughs> I can't take full credit. George George Criticos came up with the idea after probably listening to me one too many times rant about how pickles are disgusting. I'm, I oh, I had a pickle it. story about a buddy of mine, but we, we, we were uh, up against the clock. <laughs> he flipped <laughs> out. He flipped out in a in a, like a diner because pickles touched his hamburger. Just touched it. Like, just touched his hamburger. He went, what the? Never mind. That's <laughs> legit complaint. Legit complaint. Okay, so you can... I will back him up. Yeah. All right, so you can catch us next week. But until then, follow Scott at ScottFish24. Follow Frank at DynastyFrank. Follow myself at Ty underscore N underscore STL. And follow the show at Podcast. We will see you next week. Good night, guys. Good night, guys. (laughs) See you later.